Okay. I'm going to give you to the count of three. One, two, three. Where were you guys? And how come you don't have your suits on? Well, that's all good, bro. Oh, what's the matter? Got a little tummy ache? Tough nuggets. Unless you have broken bones or you're blowing chunks, nobody gets out of instructional swim. Got that? Nobody! Why did you do that? Uh, I don't think my eggs were cooked at breakfast, sir. I had some of his eggs. Nick, 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 Good morning, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. And I'm Andrew. And this is episode 154. We're talking top sick day episodes. Yeah. Uh, this was a suggestion by a couple of our listeners once uh, all this madness and quarantining and social distancing started. Um <laughs> Were you familiar with a lot of these possible episodes that we're looking over? Yeah, um, my list came to me, most of it, very quickly. Because Uh I was just kind of um, running over some of the... I I guess, like, sick episodes have stuck in my mind um, pretty vividly, Yeah, it turns out. Huh, okay. I would say there's... um... Well, we sh- I should say we're we're doing our top seven, right? Our f- top f- uh, yeah. seven favorite sure. sick episodes. Uh, close call. Did you end up finding a Ferguson? Yeah. Okay. I decided on one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I would say out of my seven, there was there was a couple that I just like couldn't have just recalled out of nowhere, but I did enjoy. Really? I did enjoy rewatching a lot of these. I, I think I ended up watching fourteen Nickelodeon sick episodes. Um, wow. and there are, there are two here. Tell me if you found these, there were two that I, in my research found, mm-hmm. um, that existed, but I could not find online. One was, um, the mystery files of Shelby Wu, the hot dog mystery. Yeah. Uh, I found it, I think. Oh. Did you watch it? Um, I only watched the beginning of it. Um, <laughs> I pretty quickly, I guess, decided that it just wasn't up to my uh, standards at that point. Okay. That, that it was that, one of the last ones I came across. But. Gotcha. Okay. So that one's about uh, food poisoning in a school cafeteria. And the yeah. other the other one I couldn't find was uh, You Can't Do That on Television, Illness? No, I did not find that. Okay. I, I really suspect, I mean, the, the synopsis sounds good. It says, the cast are stricken with the green slime flu which causes the infected to break out in chickenpox-like green spots. One of the few episodes where every cast member got slimed. To make the slime look extra disgusting for this episode, they use leftover food from the cafeterias. Hmm. Yeah. That does sound pretty good. <laughs> um, but couldn't, you, couldn't track it. But I feel like you can never tell for sure. A lot of times when these descriptions sound good, the episode turns out to be less than... Um, you know, yeah, interesting. Yeah, 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 totally. 
Um, well, before we get into it, I was thinking about it. Uh, do you have any, like, growing up, any, like, serious incidents of, like, sick days or, t- like, staying home uh, because either pretending to be sick or were sick? Did Were you a pretender? Did you ever pretend to be sick? Uh, I don't think I ever pretended. Maybe, like, exaggerated the <laughs> degree of sickness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but never purely made it up. Did you? Um... I think the same thing. I think I okay, – because I think I, I, I'm i much like little Pete. I think my mom was, like, too savvy. I, I felt like she, I was the youngest child, so by the time I was trying to pull it, it had to be – there had to be something legit. Like, there had to be a cough or a sneeze, you know. So I don't think I was able to ever legitimately pull off, like, faking it. But um, I, I definitely had one bout when I um, – Easily the sickest I've ever been was like when I was twelve, and I got double pneumonia, and um, double pneumonia. Yeah, that's that's both lungs, baby. <laughs> and uh, you know that's I mean pretty serious uh, in retrospect. Uh, at the time, I didn't actually th- I don't think I appreciated how serious it was. But I was home I was home for a week, and um, I remember it being very painful. But also like amazing in a way because I I had the foreknowledge that I was going to be home for a week, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was able to mentally prepare that I was going to get to miss a whole week of school, so it was very exciting. Um, and I remember my mom buying uh, a ton of like ice cream, and mm. she went to Blockbuster, and I I can still remember the movie she rented. She rented. Simon Birch, um, Patch Adams, uh, Gulliver's Travel with Ted Danson. It was like a mini series, <laughs> and uh, Night at the Roxbury. And I, I, I just like chilled at home all week, playing like I think sixty four, watching these blockbuster movies, and eating ice cream. And uh, I don't know it, that wow. that that feels like my ultimate like I could relate to these episode type of moment in my life man that's a special week (laughs) Um, being able to like enjoy those things yeah Um, gulliver's travel with ted danson i mean (laughs) (laughs) um my longest sickness type thing was uh, when i got my appendix out in 10th grade and i was out for a week and then i came home and then I had like some sort of internal bleeding or something that was like really painful. And, uh, so I was out for another week on top of that. Um, and that was pretty horrible. Yeah. I couldn't not... really enjoy it. I was in too much pain. Yeah. That sounds um, terrible. But, but it did lead into, um, uh, spring break. Mm-hmm. So it felt like just, it, it was like a really extended, uh, break from school so that was nice oh yeah 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 yeah. that sounds that sounds pretty terrible but uh nice to have uh nice to have it just go into a break yeah yeah um uh, i should say now that we are available on spotify so anybody um who is new to the podcast uh andrew and i usually do these in the same room but because of the pandemic and the virus we are uh, recording remotely 
Um, so if you're new to the podcast, I hope you guys like it. Check out some of our old stuff and, um, hopefully you like the new stuff too, even though we're, you know, doing this kind of (laughs) on the fly. Um, feels appropriate for this episode. Yeah, 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 absolutely. (laughs) Um, I did kind of break down the episodes into three categories. See if you agree here. Um, it seemed like Nickelodeon did... Um, legit sick episodes where people in the episodes were sick, um, mm-hmm. faking being sick, or trying to help cure the person who is sick. Um, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like, how many are there that somebody was trying to cure somebody being sick? Oh, I got quite a few. Oh, okay. I think. I, I think I could be I wrong. Mean, I <laughs> I mean, I really didn't think about them like this, so I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, That's surprising. <laughs> well, do you want to start with your number seven, your your seventh favorite sick sure. episode? Yeah. Uh, this one came to me right away. Um, Clarissa explains it all. Sick days. Mm. Um, in this episode, uh, Clarissa fakes being sick to get out of having to be in the school play, but then it turns out she's actually sick um but then sam comes over and it turns out that queen latif is going to be uh <laughs> performing as a part of their play and yeah so she's gonna miss it because she's sick now for real yeah um hi sam hey how are you and the three fishketeers we're holding up how is school great hey do you know anyone with a drum set buster billington's got a set in his garage What's it for? Ancient Greece Day. I thought you had to play the clay flute. They've changed Ancient Greece Day. They're bringing it into the 90s. We're gonna shake, rattle, and rock and roll. I didn't know Mrs. Engelberger wasn't a rocking and rolling. She's not. Mrs. Engelberger's homesick with some kind of Chinese Szechuan virus or something. Wow, I guess it is going around. Yeah, Mr. Futstein's in charge now, and it's going to be cool. He's trying to get Queen Latifah to perform in the Parthenon. All the pillars get to sing backup. No way. Yeah, I get to play whatever instrument I want. Sam. Mr. Futstein says it's the spirit of music that counts. I can't miss Queen Latifah. But you're sick. But I made myself get sick. So I'll just have to make myself get better. That's another very yeah. that's another very common twist in these episodes of like pretending to be sick and then getting sick. Yeah. 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 Um I don't know what it is about this episode. It just it's has stuck with me all this time. Um, it's probably the Queen Latifah part <laughs> of it. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it feels like just kind of a classic uh, faking sick episode. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it's an early Clarissa, which uh, I kind of like better. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, I just, uh, I, I don't know, I liked this one. Do you, do you remember this at all? Oh, yeah, I, I rewatched it for this. Um, okay. I, 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 remember, I remembered it regardless. Uh, it did feel kind of like a very essential Clarissa Explains It All. Um, yeah. And uh, I, do, I do like the angle here. I mean, a couple of the Nick episodes here play this angle, but that, you know, the, her parents are really just, there's not a moment where they're buying into it. And so it's just her pain, painfully trying to navigate a way to get them to buy in, um, yeah. which is fun. Do you, did you catch the name of uh, what she was sick with? Oh, man. No. 
the doctor, who this doctor shows up in a couple of Clarissa episodes. He's quite funny. Uh, he he diagnoses her with the rhinovirus, which I feel like probably at the time I thought was a joke, but I looked it up and it is a real um, respiratory infection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds slightly funny. <laughs> um, the end is pretty good, too, uh, where she's trying to sneak out of the house and yeah. her parents catch her. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. I don't know. It feels like really well paced and just kind of realistic. Yeah. Except for the Queen Latifah part. <laughs> Were you hoping for a cameo? I was pretty sure she was not in it, uh, and I was correct. Yeah, yeah, no no Queen Latifah, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, very good. Um, well, my number seven is Faking It, which is an Angry Beavers episode. Uh, um, did you watch this one? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, the description here is Lazy Norb feigns illness. Uh, Dag works so hard to make him feel better that he gets sick, uh, but it turns out that Dag was actually just faking being sick. So this is a uh, both beavers faking illness. Um, and I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed this one. It was lighthearted, never really felt boring to me. Uh, a lot of these episodes have very thin storylines, in my opinion, but um, this one seemed to actually have some laughs. It felt high energy. Um and I'm not actually like a crazy, you know, I'm not crazy about angry beavers, but this one just seemed to kind of hit some notes, some of the right notes for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it didn't make my list. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was going to like it a little bit more, um, when I rewatched it, but I did like, there's a lot of good moments in it. Um, I like the, um, old horror movie that they're watching. Oh yeah. Like that. Yeah. The way they use that, um, I like a lot. Uh, it just, it felt a little bit long at some point, I guess, for me. Okay. But uh, but it was, it was good. It was yeah. a really interesting episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I should say it's uh, season two, episode three. And I th- this episode, uh, we haven't talked about it, but there is um, a stream, kind of a type of streaming service through Amazon called Nick Hits now, which has a lot of 90s Nick shows. It's it's the most I've seen assembled in one place. Um, it doesn't give you full access to like every season, but it has a huge chunk of the episodes. And so I was actually able to find uh, this Angry Beavers episode on Nick Hits. Um. Let me ask you this, because I'm guessing that you're not putting two Angry Beavers episodes <laughs> on your list. Um, did you watch the other one? No, I guess I didn't. Uh, it was like Dags, Sick, and uh, the girl Beavers taking care of her, and Norbert's like gets jealous. Oh, did you but watch? It's like a... Uh, I watched most of it. Um, it was like, it's a, um, what's he called? Like Super Beaver or I don't think it's Super Beaver, but something like that. Okay. Um, where Dag's like a superhero pretending to be a superhero. Gotcha. Um, did you, did just, you, uh, do you prefer one over the other faking it or this one? Yeah, definitely, definitely faking it. Okay. okay. Um, it was just kind of long and I don't love the Super Beaver thing yeah yeah i think this was definitely the superior one faking it okay well glad glad i uh glad i went with the right one (laughs) 
Uh, what's your number six? Oh, man. Number six. I picked Ren and Stimpy, Nurse Stimpy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, joy of joys. Another beautiful day. Smell that fresh air. It's so invigorating. Yes, sir, I sure feel great today. Fit as a fiddle. Don't you, Ren? Ren? Ren, you don't look so good. This was one that I saw a million times as a kid. Uh, just over and over. I, I want to say it was one of the parts like the other part of the episode was um the littlest giant but i'm not 100 percent sure on it. but um this is just a really nicely animated episode um i think it shows off kind of like the more like looney tune type of uh storyline where it's kind of just like um a bunch of gross out gags pretty much as Stimpy takes care of um, Ren, trying to cure him of his illness. Um, but there's a lot of good, like, backgrounds in this episode, like, real gross, like, close-up ones. Um, just uh, another one that has stuck with me all this time that immediately came to mind when we started talking about this. Yeah. Um, it's not on my list, but I, I didn't um, I didn't mind it. It, it was... Uh... I thought it was a little thin on story. Like it, it felt a little yeah. um, em- empty-ish, but there were like some amusing parts. Uh, and yeah, it didn't it didn't bother me at all. But it didn't feel like enough happened for me to be like, oh, I'll really remember this. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I I think the first the first part, at least what I had written down, the first part of it was uh, Robin Hoke. Oh, Robin Hoke. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I do remember watching that a lot. Um, <laughs> the I think, uh, you know, this maybe isn't my favorite Ren and Stimpy, but it's one that, um, I don't know, one that just stuck with me. Uh, a couple of the moments in particular are when they, um, or I guess the moment is uh, the sponge bath thing. Yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> where they pan over and, like, everybody from the town or whatever is looking in the window. Yeah. Um, kind of humorous. Okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, I think we're going to have very different lists because right now I, I didn't have um, Clarissa's sick days or this. So that'll, be, mm, that'll yeah. be good. Some variety here. All right. Uh, my number six was The Cold War, Keenan and Kel. Mm-hmm. And uh, synopsis here is Kel comes down with a cold and Keenan inadvertently succeeds in inventing a cure for the common cold. When Roger gets Kel's cold, they make a new batch for him to take to work at the airport. But the, mo- the new batch doesn't cure the cold. It puts people to sleep. Kel, what's up? <laughs> what happened to your cold? I don't know, but I feel great. I was just firming my buttocks. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, man. You mean you're not sick anymore? Nope. You're all better. Never felt this good. Cal, do you know what this means? That you want to give me a hug? 
I just thought this episode has like no drag to it at all. Um, actually, has like some fun twists on the idea of like a sick day episode. Um, for fo- the idea of like focusing on trying to come coming up with a cure, uh, I thought was fun. And we get to interact with Chris at the convenience store, who's always really fun to hang out with. And I love uh, Mr. Rockmore. I love Keenan's dad, um, and he has some really funny moments. Plus, I think one of the, my one of my favorite Keenan and Kel moments is in this episode, which is uh, Kel doing the Richard Simmons workout in the living room, just like over the top, uh, just working out after he's cured of the cold. Um, Did you watch this one? Yes, I did. Uh, It didn't make my list, but it was pretty close. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know why I... I guess there was nothing about it that... um, really stuck out to me that like at the end of the episode I thought back on like that was a very good moment um not to say they weren't fine but uh it just didn't blow me away I guess yeah I I, I don't know I mean yeah it's not super high on my list but um I don't know I I thought it really had a pace to it I thought the convenience store stuff was solid um yeah I agree. I mean, it wasn't bad, really. I, you know, I just uh, have so far preferred, I just uh, preferred these episodes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the the one thing I'll critique here is calling the episode the Cold War. While it's a funny play on mm-hmm. words, I, I don't know if it... Um... <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense with the episode. Yeah. Um, all right. But that's my number six. Nice. Um, well, my number five, uh, you, I suspect you may have this one, uh, Rocco's Modern Life Flew in Uenza. I do not. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is another one of those Rocco ones, that, or, um, another one of those episodes that I saw just a million, just to the point of, like, memorization. Um, Rocco just, uh gets sick so he can't go to the big WWWF match and um, he goes to the hospital um, looking for a cure and gets into some antics there but the big part of the episode that I uh, that really stuck with me was him vomiting in the toilet and then talking to these like pieces of his vomit through the rest of the episode yeah Um, it's just so weird and gross and I think more than any other episode, maybe on my list, uh, it really made me like feel like the feeling of being homesick. <laughs> not that this that, one, not that I want to feel that often, but um, yeah, I think for all the reasons maybe you like it is the reason I dislike it. It felt like a little gross mm. to me. And uh, yeah. there are Rocco episodes like this, but they just don't tend to be the ones I go towards i think it's the same reason as like ren stimpy i think the more grotesque it is the more i kind of pull away from it um i will say i I really liked the first like three to four minutes especially at the hospital i thought the hospital stuff was really funny you know the psych (laughs) this uh the psych patient being his doctor 
you know, he doesn't realize this guy who got out, but I thought that was a really funny joke. But once he's back at the house, I didn't really, uh, I don't know what it was. It, it, well, I guess it was just a little over the top for me. Like them trying to cure him, uh, another one of those things that just sticks in my mind, like, uh, putting his head in a vice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just very vivid. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it was fine. It was fine. I, I, it's okay. it's not it's not like my Ferguson. It's it's just um, yeah. yeah. It, it's not. I love Rocco, but there those there are a couple of those Roccos. They just don't do it for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, my number five. I feel like you're going to be a little uh, miffed at how low it is, um, and that would be Budnick and Michael Fake being sick. Uh, salute yeah. your shorts. That's season one, episode nine. Um, and Bobby Budnick uh, and Michael plan to skip instructional swim uh, with Ugg, which lands them in the nurse's station, and Ugg changes his mind and drives the other campers to the beach. Um, and I said this this episode is a little light on the sick angle. Like, yes, they do pretend to be sick, but really the the heart of the story is not so much based in being sick. Um, which I, I kind of knocked it down a few pegs for. Like, I think I enjoy this episode more than others above it, but it's just not very sick heavy. Um, and I, you know, I got the feeling as I was watching it that I think I like thinking about this episode more than I actually enjoyed watching it. Like it's, uh, it's solid, but it's, uh, to me, not the funniest episode. Of course, there's like some very heartfelt heavy moments in the episode, um, so it felt like, um, a very good episode, but not much, you know, not much of a sick day type of episode to me. Um, there were, there was a quote I loved in this episode, which is, uh, Budnick saying, tell him to suck a bullfrog, <laughs> tell him to suck a bullfrog through a straw, which is a great, uh, Budnickism. And also, in the, I noted in this episode, uh, when they're in the van driving to the beach, they, they start singing part of the theme, theme song. Uh, oh, do they? Yeah, but, uh, but uh, Donkey Lips in particular starts uh, doing part of the theme song. Uh, Ugg, Ugg urges them to sing the camp song, and that's what they start singing. Hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, all I can think of is them saying, uh, I don't want to Ugg. Oh. Well, I mean, is that it? I don't want to... No, there was a little more to it. Come on, guys. How about a little I don't want to cheer? We're going to the beach. I don't want to hug. I don't want to hey, let's sing this song. The I don't want to way. We run, we jump, we swim, and we play. We roll, and we go on the ship. Sorry, guys. No stops until we hit the beach. Well, I think this is a great episode. Yeah. No doubt about that. I just, man, I, I think, uh, I don't really, I didn't think that much about how much the episode was about an illness, I guess, so much. Like, I liked them, their whole, uh, skipping, um, or their whole pretending to be sick thing was, like, the gimmick that I like, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, like, them try. Michael and Budnick, especially, like, back at the camp, trying to figure out, like, how to spend their time and make that work. Um, I really liked it. 
Yeah, I'd, I mean, I like I said, I, I think I like it better than some of the episodes higher. But for the purpose of this list, you know, as far as <laughs> sick episodes go, uh, I think it's I think there are a few episodes here that have a sick premise that achieve a bit more with that sick okay. premise. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what's, uh, that, what's your number four? Um, my number four is Are You Afraid of the Dark? Tale of the Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a couple kids move to a new town, um, and they start experiencing ghostly happenings in their house, and uh, finally the younger brother ends up getting this terrible illness, and they figure out that it's this ghost that they have to banish. Um, I think uh, really great villain... Yes, with, uh, really underrated. It my, yeah, it was on my um, top villain list. Oh, okay. Top scariest. Okay. Um, and this whole episode is just like really well uh, written and well executed. Like um, the whole thing's kind of creepy. I really feel uh, the sick vibe with the kid at home yeah and he's like always like super pale and uh yeah. sweaty in bed yeah um, yeah uh this also has tatiana ali of course mentioned <laughs> um just uh, i think it's an episode that's kind of underrated like i don't really see it mentioned much yeah but i think it's got a great feel um and one of the creepier episodes like throughout the whole thing like there's not that much um joking around in it no and 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 to your point about it being underrated i i forgot about this episode like i forgot about it in the context Uh, of the list so it's uh, i didn't consider it for my list but i think it would shake things up had i remembered (laughs) um yeah it's a it's a great episode i think it's actually a really well, you just said it, but it's an underrated Are You Afraid of the Dark? I think um, the bad guy is really cool, but also the setting feels very, like, almost claustrophobic, like, just in this kid's bedroom. Um, yeah. It's a good one. Also, also, um, the, like, there's kind of this, like, witchcraft-type element involved with it, yeah. but they do it in a really, like, they present it in a way that makes it, like, seem really natural and they never quite like name what they're doing i don't think no um it just kind of plays out but it totally makes sense to the story and like um you know i never really thought about it before i guess it was put in there so well yeah no that it's a it's a great pick i feel very stupid for having forgotten it yeah oh well good job covering it yeah. Were there? Were, uh, do you have any other? Are you afraid of the darks on your list? No. Were there that any? The only one that I could. Okay. I I tried to think about it a little bit, and there were a few where I thought maybe, but this one just totally escaped my 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 mind. Um. So good one. Um. My number four uh is the flu. Clarissa explains it all. Season four, uh, episode one. Wow. Yes. Uh. <laughs> So this is uh, Marshall and Janet Darling come down with the flu. It's up to Clarissa and Ferguson to take care of the household. Um, and 
you know, you've already you've already mentioned Sick Days. Uh, you know, between Clarissa, there's two sick episodes: this one and Sick Days. And uh, to me, this one really uh, it really hit the right notes for me. I, I like the angle of this episode where, um, where, you know, the parents are sick, and now it's up to the kids to run the house. I felt like that was kind of a fresh take on the sick premise. Um, I think both parents deliver really solid performances. I, I love any Clarissa episode that really highlights. Um, uh, what are their names? Uh, I just said uh, Janet, Marsh, Marshall, uh, Marshall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I love the. There's a Star Trek like sequence here where they're, you know, all like old school Star Trek characters trying to fight the illness. Um, the Doctor is back in this episode, and he's great. Um, so I don't, I don't know why of the two, this is the one I kind of, I've, I've always preferred it. Um, I've, I've thought about this episode from time to time, but, uh, yeah, I, I really like the flu. Hmm. Um, man, I just didn't, it just didn't click with me this time around. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I watched it and compared to the other one, I just, for me, it was, had to be the other one. Um, but. I don't know. I, I mean, I like the premise. I think the episodes in which they're older are a little harder for me to get behind for some reason. Huh. It, it feel a little less natural to me, maybe. Um, I don't know. I just... Yeah, it didn't make my <laughs> list, but it wasn't my person. But, uh, okay. Um, no, I mean, well, that's good. Yeah, there, there's a love for both episodes and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's my number four. You know, I, um, forgot to mention in the sick days, Clarissa episode, mm-hmm. uh, there's a really good sequence of, um, Ferguson inside her body. Like she's imagining Ferguson as this <laughs> germ in her body. Just like he's just destroying the place. Yeah. He's just like tearing, you know, tearing apart. <laughs> yeah. I, when I was watching that sequence, I was really just thinking about how much the actor playing uh uh ferguson how much fun he must have been having um yeah because <laughs> it was kind of a cool set too like this like red cave type of set yeah yeah good call clarissa, clarissa does those sequences so well those those like fantasy sequences yeah um yeah. A, a lot of times i don't those aren't the part of these old episodes that I like. Like Doug's an example where like he's, when he has fantasies, I don't always love those parts, but for Clarissa, they they really seem to make those work. They're always really interesting or kind of creative. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's your number three? Um, my number three, I don't know if you, I'll be interested to see if you considered this even, um, Invader Zim germs. I didn't. Uh, this was, this is like uh, he's watching basically War of the Worlds at the beginning in kind of like a very similar um, to Angry Beavers type look of the movie, mm-hmm. um, and he like gets the, he sees the idea that uh, aliens invading Earth are getting killed by just like everyday germs, uh, and he starts freaking out. He gets, like, these goggles to let him see where germs are, and they're just everywhere. And he uh, <laughs> starts disinfecting everything. And um, it finally ends with him discovering that the meat patties at the burger place are made out of um, 
old napkins that are for some reason resistant to the germs. So he like covers himself <laughs> in this weird meat suit. Uh-huh. Uh, just uh, like it's a pretty simple premise. Like the whole most of the episode is him just looking at the germs and freaking out and trying to get rid of them and keep himself from touching them. Um, but it's like a perfect example of how to do a, kind of like a one-note idea really well. Um, what are you doing? Stop immediately! You're disgusting! Ah, uh, no, 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 girl, no! No! Really well paced, just um, very like Looney Tunes esque. Um, just uh, I don't know, really hilarious, like weird, gross episode. Interesting. Yeah, I've never seen this one, so I'll have to. I'll have to queue it up and check it out. Um, but uh, I, I I have no yeah, doubt that it's interesting. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Anything else about it? Um, no. Okay. All right. Um, my number three uh, is Slumber Party from Rugrats, uh, season one, episode three. It's the second part oh. to uh, At the Movies. Um, and this is Angelica sleeps over at Tommy's, but her desire for an open window leaves Tommy feeling ill. The result, this results in some very bizarre dreams. Um, and, uh, there were two Rugrats I watched, uh, about being sick. Did you, did you watch any? Yeah, I watched them. Okay. I watched, uh, I watched well, I watched the other one. Uh, um, all... I, I had watched this first one like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Unrelated. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't really think about it for this, but I, it's in my mind. Okay. Do you watch, you watched, um, all's well that pretends well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which, um, I think both are actually really good. Uh, both are good uh, entries into the, uh, Nick Snick universe, Nick sick universe. Uh, but, um, slumber party, you know, it's early rugrats. It's like right at the start of the series. Um, and it really like dives headfirst into like oddities and visual stimulus. It's like the story is so simple, but like um, almost like alarmingly basic, but the, I don't know, like the, the cartoonish flourishes in this episode uh, makes it like really hypnotizing and instantly memorable for those who can't visualize it. Tommy gets sick and, um, you know, he pretty much starts hallucinating. Like, you know, his mom looks like the moon and other people in his family look like stars and he kind of keeps drifting in and out of this hallucinatory state. Ah, you two call that doc every time the little fella's got a hiccup. Now in my day... Hey, Bob, why don't you get the thermometer? Thermometer? Why, the boy's just got to chill. All you got to do is hold him upside down. Never mind, I'll get it. Now just get some applesauce and an old sock big enough for his head. Bob. Let him finish. I was just saying, you turn him upside down and then feed him the applesauce. I remember that one. There was applesauce everywhere. Maybe we could try it. We're not doing the applesauce. It didn't work then, it doesn't work now. Anyway, the doctor said not to worry. Just give him his baby drops and call in the morning. Um, maybe Chucky came over and opened his window. 
Found it. You kids just didn't have the stomach for the applesauce cure. Not the applesauce cure. Why, in my day, we had to walk... How many miles, Pop? Fifteen miles to school for your information in the snow with no shoes. Um, and it's... You know, it's not really even close to one of my favorite Rugrats, but this really feels like a cool example of a cartoon, like, taking chances early on. It, like, something very strange. Um, yeah. I really, I really dug the dream, like, the, the Tommy dream sequence stuff. Yeah. It's a really cool-looking episode. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it is, like, reminiscent of, there was, like, this short period of time, it feels like, where there were a lot of, um, more experimental cartoons in that vein. Yeah. Um, where they were like less about story and more about like, I mean, more about like telling the story through the visuals rather than a traditional way. Um, and it's, uh, it's really interesting, really like cool, um, concept that I don't think is used much anymore. At least I'm not seeing it. Yeah, it. Um, I mean, Tommy doesn't even really say much in the episode. They treat him much more kind of baby-like than in other episodes. Um, yeah. Where he's really like the victim, the baby, and. Um, yeah, that's weird too. Uh, um, and I like Angelica in this one. Yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> she's pretty ruthless. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so slumber party, I thought was uh, just a really cool. And once I, once I started watching it, I didn't remember it based on the name, but once I started watching it, it really like came flooding back of just this is a very yeah. memorable little segment. Um, so yeah. Pretty cool one. Nice. All right. Number two? Uh, well, my number two, uh, Salute Shorts. Yeah. Budden, uh, Budnick and Michael Fake being sick. Hey, keep it down out there. We're sick in here, you goober. And I just love it. I just, uh, I have a soft spot for this episode. Um, and I think, I think I was like, just when I rewatched it, it like reaffirmed my feelings about it. Um, I like uh, this weird um, Budnick and Michael getting along for a change. Mm-hmm. Like, it's this weird dynamic. Um, the whole thing where with Budnick talking about um, his family situation at home and whatever um felt really real to how that type of conversation went as a kid i guess yeah with your with friend um man i really like that and uh i love them trying to make the tv work covering themselves in uh tinfoil um <laughs> love the ice cream uh just the whole ice cream concept that they're looking for this ice cream and they find they actually get it in the end. It's like such a satisfying um, conclusion, and it looks so good too. Like the empty ice cream containers all over the place. Yeah. Even though it'd be like impossible to eat that much. Um, and I even like the the uh, UGG storyline <laughs> of him getting lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Him getting really angry at the kids uh, was cracking me up, and him finally getting sick in the end. It just, like, all came around so nicely. It was yeah. just, man, just really felt good. 
Yeah, I I definitely love this episode. Um, you know, I I can't I can't explain why it's not a little higher for me. Um, I mean, there is the sick element, but something about rewatching it, I just think there's salute your shorts that I hold in a, a little bit of higher regard, I guess. Yeah. Sure. But um, it is it's um, a good one, and, and there is that uh that that final touch of Ugg actually getting sick, yeah, <laughs> and coming back sick, and he's so convincing, yeah, sick. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there's one thing about this episode that always bothered me though. Um, he tosses the puzzle into the the um, what do you call it? Like underbrush, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. And they go and retrieve the puzzle pieces. But at the very end, uh, and he even mentions, like, I think I got most of them. At the very end, the puzzle is clear, clearly complete. Like, there's no missing pieces. Oh. Um, I definitely did not pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a... It's a Minor. Yeah, a minor point. Yeah, but it's uh, no. I think it, I think it's an episode. Anybody who like likes salute your shorts, I think it's just one of those episodes that kind of sticks in your crawl. I mean, uh, yeah. or sticks in your head. I guess I should say. Um, yeah. um, I think there's like four or five salute your shorts that really just I think about from time to time. And this is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. What's the uh, concert they're going to? Um. Do you remember. No, I can't remember. I want to say Metallica, but I might just be. <laughs> no, that sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> Metallica, White Snake, or something. I don't know. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Um. All right. Well, I think you're going to be. Uh, confused by my number two, but <laughs> but I don't know. I just maybe maybe it just really hit me at the right time or something when I watched it. I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um. So my number two is Doug's A Big Fat Liar uh, from Doug, which is season two, episode nine. And uh, Doug wants to go to the hoedown dance with Patty, but when Connie asks him, Doug lies and says he's staying home to take care of his sick cousin, uh-huh. his sick cousin Melvin. Uh, his lie gets him into big trouble when Patty and Connie come over to visit his cousin Melvin, and Doug, in a panic, asks Judy to help him out by pretending to be Melvin. How do you feel, Melvin? How do I feel? I feel a moan coming on. Whoa! Whoa, 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 That's uh, a pretty big moan, all right. That's the moaniest moan I ever heard. Y'all shouldn't tease Melvin. Yeah, he's sick. It's not as bad as it sounds. Thanks to my cousin, I think I'm getting better. Yeah, your moaning has stopped. Why, so it has. My strength is returning too. I feel, I feel like singing. Um, and uh, this is, uh, this is, you know, just another classic Doug's in a pickle episode, as he often is. And uh, I really, as as I love, a lot of the Doug episodes that are my favorites are Judy heavy, and this is a, n- no exception. Um, Judy pretending to be Melvin is just uh, it just brought me such delight, and I love that everybody's like buying into it, and um, you know the scenario that Doug has himself in here felt very relatable to me. This like um, this feeling of wanting to go, wanting to do something with someone, but not wanting to hurt someone else's feelings. And then getting yourself into a situation that was built out of trying to be nice, but now you're a jerk for having done it. Um, 
I just I just really like this I feel episode. Like, uh, I feel like those situations are like Doug's bread and butter. <laughs> like that's what Doug really <laughs> nailed. Yeah, Doug tries to be a nice guy but ends up being an. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but this I don't know. I you know I. I guess I shouldn't be surprised anymore. Every time I revisit Doug, I go like, oh yeah, I really like this show. Like there's just something mm-hmm. about, it's just a really well-made, well-crafted yeah. show where the stories are always really tight. Um, yeah. And so it shouldn't shock me as much as it does, but uh, I really just was, I guess this was right in my wheelhouse when I was doing the research for this. Yeah. Um, I didn't even think about this one. I went through Doug's and I just didn't even notice one that I thought um, that I noticed any sickness in. But I do remember this one uh, pretty vividly. Yeah. Um, and it's a very good episode. Yeah. Uh, as those, especially those are, well, all the dogs on Nickelodeon really are good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And man, even just thinking about how Doug looks, um, <laughs> I really like it. Yeah. Just like, Compared to, um, like, next to a lot of these other shows, it's just got a really nice look to it. Like, like everybody involved in it really cared about making it as good as they could. To- totally. It, it, it's, in an odd way, almost the most different looking of all the shows, which is, not yeah. to, which is not to say it's, like, unique or advanced, but it just had a different tone than all the other Nick cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's got the... Uh, like weird watercolor background. Yeah, yeah. That I'm, I'm sure that I've seen it in some other stuff before, but I've never seen it look good. No, except in this show. There's something almost soothing it about looks it. Great. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's like relaxing. <laughs> it's like you know, if you're feeling real stressed, it's like you know, I'm just gonna go spend some time in Bluffington, just <laughs> kick back and <laughs> look at the great colored yeah. sky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. I'm I'm assuming we have the same number one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, w- w- what is it? Pete and Pete sick day. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I've thought about this one a lot over the years. <laughs> uh, I thought about it a lot at the time when it came out, and just subsequently, like little details of it will come to mind. Um, just really. It's like the Ferris Bueller of TV shows. <laughs> In some ways, very literally, it's yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there are, there are some things here that feel straight out of Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Um, um, Pete fakes sick. Yep. And he try fills his time with various uh, activities through the day. Well, yeah, I mean, he the he, basic he he takes uh he takes the ultimate risk on a sick day, which is he actually ventures and walks around yeah. Wellsville. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, there's so many good things about this. I love the uh, I love the guest stars. Oh yeah. In this one, yep. um, especially I mean I and of course I love uh, uh, Bus Driver Stew. Oh yeah. But um, the meter reader, Chris um, Chris Elliott. So <laughs> yeah. 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 So good, man. That part like uh, really sticks in my mind. Him looking at the meter spinning, yeah, and, like hypnotizing him. Yeah, uh, man, very it, weird. Pete and Pete was so good at. Um, I mean, of course, they famously have a ton of guest stars on Pete and Pete, 
But I think what they did so well is they would take someone of note and they would really still feel like they belonged in Wellsville. Like Chris Elliott felt yeah. like, yeah, he probably is just walking around Wellsville reading people's meters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have LL, yeah. you have LL Cool J, who's little Pete's teacher, who I'm, I'm guessing at this moment, LL Cool J is at like the height of his cool, you know? And yeah. Uh, yeah. he really felt like this kind of like disgruntled teacher who was just in heaven because the most annoying student in class is not there that day. <laughs> Yeah. Attention, all faculty members. Attention, all faculty members. Kalui Amatutu. Repeat, Kalui Amatutu. Don Ho will not emerge from the Valley of Darkness. Um, that's a good point. Uh, I really, I think this is like, maybe it was unique to Pete Pete, but uh, so many other things use guest stars in like this really heavy-handed way it's like it just feels like they're shoehorned in or something yeah like the story yeah like the show is stopping for this person like okay ll cool j's in this episode it's gonna be ll cool j's episodes like no just like he's got three lines (laughs) oh man um also i gotta mention the um the serial the president serial oh my gosh uh, such a weird concept. Um, I love how it looks when they close up on the puff. Mm, yes. It's like so nicely, <laughs> um, or like so detailed. Yeah. You know, like way more detailed than a real cereal would look. What about me? Anything about me? Uh, I see you with Martin Van Buren. Our eighth president. He conserved face heat with giant sideburns. Good man. What? Oh, he's gonna lead you to the promised land. Promised land? I'm not going anywhere. I'm faking sick. Oh, oh, oh. The wheel has spoken. It also says your kilowatt usage is up 3%. Tell me, Chief, you folks ever think of using dimmer switches Uh, in here? Yeah. It's just—it's so weird, and I love the color of it too. That weird blue. Yeah, yeah, it looks great. Um, just every detail of this show. Yeah, I, I almost within like thirty seconds of watching it, because this—I will say—this was the last one I watched, kind of already knowing in my head that it was going to be my number one. Um, but I saved it to last, and as I was watching it, it just became clear very quickly, like the quality of Pete and Pete is just on a different level compared to. You know, it's peers. Uh, it, yeah. It's just a f- finely crafted. And, and the cinematography is like beautiful. The the acting's perfect. The narrations are perfect. The you start every episode with either like Polaris or magnetic fields playing, and it's just mm-hmm. just lovely. Uh, <laughs> and um, should say that this episode is really just like a little Pete vehicle. I mean, you get Big Pete narrations and Big Pete helping Little Pete like briefly, but this is really. Um, little Pete's kind of uh, his chance to really show off here, which I love. Yeah. Um, I, I did. Sure. I did note that this episode came after Yellow Fever, so that was a little Pete. There was no little Pete in that episode, mm. so this felt like probably a yeah. good follow-up. Yeah. 
Um, that could have almost been I mean I didn't think about that but that's a type of sickness yes I considered it briefly I just couldn't quite make it stick (laughs) but um, Um, this uh, go ahead uh, I just want to say I'm thinking that uh, like if I was going to make a you know if I was working on like a short film or, or a TV show or something I would be using this as like a template for how to get the most out of everything. Yeah. I'm guessing they didn't have a huge budget. You know, it's still a kid's TV show, but every single thing about it is like, has thought put into it. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's so good. Um, I mean, it, it has everything, you know, as you mentioned, it's got presidents and I'm a huge president fanatic. I mean, the fact that, you know, the two presidents they go with are Eisenhower and Martin Van Buren even feel kind of just perfect. Um, uh, the incorporation of bus driver Stu is just like so perfectly done. I mean, he, he, he's it, Stu in this episode is introduced just by like making fun. Of, he is on his uh, he's on his bus speaker going, I toasted you <laughs> <laughs> just over and over to little Pete. Um, and then he takes Pete on this like bus tour of Wellsville, which is just yeah. a great little moment of little Pete and Stu just riding around Wellsville. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, it's a great sick episode if we're just talking about category of sick of like, yes, he's faking it, but it, everything about it feels very like based around the reality of what it's like to miss school for a day, convincing yeah. your parents you're sick. Um, and there's that classic uh, homage to Ferris Bueller where he's trying to race home to beat his mom. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, yeah. Yeah. you have the Krebs star tapioca. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's you know what I you, I uh, I own the DVD, but I just kind of really wanted to watch it quickly on my uh, laptop. And I noticed that the version that's on Vimeo, it was posted by the woman who directed the episode, Maggie Greenwald. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So uh, shout out to Maggie Greenwald for posting the episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other sick day thoughts? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, not on those episodes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, feel good about them. Yeah, I, with a lot of variety, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to do your close call? Yeah. Um, this, man, I don't know. I'll just tell you. Uh, it's Ariel Monster's Grumble Soup. Me too. Um, oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,. So the Grommel gets sick, and he gets replaced by like kind of an even worse monster. <laughs> the, so, ca- the cafeteria um, monster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it gets Crumb and Oblina um, have to figure out how to find the ingredients to this uh, cure for the Grommel so they can get rid of its sickness and get it back to work. Yeah. Um, really, uh, I don't know. I, I just really kind of enjoyed this episode. I really appreciated how good uh, Ariel Monsters looks in this episode. Yeah, looks great. Um, just really enjoyable to look at. Uh, I loved the... Um, I love 
the monsters going into the real world. Um, those sequences like always really resonate with me, I guess. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it didn't quite make it to my list, but it was just, um, it was really solid. I thought. Totally agree. Um, I love that you get like a bit of a, the grumble soft side, uh, as the monsters are desperately yeah. trying to please him. Um, I like, I like, you know, just having a, the, a look at a new like person in charge, the cafeteria lady, um, that, yeah. that was funny. And then, yeah, their tasks and then just them being so off on it, right? Like they needed to get a dragon's head, but they steal like a mascot yeah. at a football game's helmet. <laughs> yeah. That um, was really cool. Um, story touch yeah yeah so it was just kind of like a fun adventure um episode but uh another show that i think doesn't get enough nickelodeon love so uh, i really wanted to make sure talked about it yeah Yeah. okay um want to do ferguson yeah I'm, I guess we're going to have different ones here based on what you've said so far. Um, mine is Rugrats, All's Well That Pretends Well. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just really did not enjoy this episode. Um, I, I had watched it toward the end of my watching some of these. Mm-hmm. And, man, it's just like it became really clear why I stopped watching Rugrats pretty early. It's like these later episodes to me just feel like they have one simple idea kind of similar to the early episodes, but they just kind of, I just don't feel like they do enough with the idea. Hmm. Um, It feels like more toward like a show that's like designed for really little kids, like more of like a Nick Jr. thing to me. Um, I don't know. It just feels like dumbed down a little bit. A simpler, um, the story plays out in like a simpler fashion. Yeah. I just, just didn't love it. Yeah. I, I mean, on my list, it was number 10. Um, I, I thought it was good. The, The one, the one thing I really thought didn't work about it is that the whole, um, the whole premise didn't really make sense, which is Angelica is sick and she's trying to pass her sickness off on the baby so she could go to the circus dummy bear show but yeah. I'm just not sure I get her line of thought which is if one of the babies are sick she'll get to go I mean why doesn't she just pretend not to be sick so she can <laughs> why does someone else have to be sick so she can go yeah 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 that makes no sense um I've and uh the way she pretend the way she tries to trick them into thinking the babies are sick it just feels like not that thought out. Like, right. like they came up with the first idea and used it, but it's not that funny or interesting. It's just something that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Just kind of in the middle for me, but, um, hmm. My Ferguson, I, I wonder if you watched this one, was Typhoid Sam, Rocket Power? Uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't watch it this time around, but I 
remembered vaguely remembered both of the rocket power episodes that had to do with being sick and um you know i i knew they weren't going to make it my on my list was <laughs> why i didn't pay more attention to them but yeah. i remember enjoying them uh, okay. back then <laughs> <laughs> well, ty- Typhoid Sam, the kids blame Sam for giving them the Fiji flu. He's sick at the beginning of the episode when they're playing hockey, and then he feels better, but then both kids get sick. And um, I'll tell you why this is my Ferguson. Not because it's necessarily like the worst episode of something I've seen, but the sound effects in this episode were almost making me sick to my stomach. Like, there was nonstop, like either stomach noises, puke noises, burping sound effects. I mean, it felt like every 10 seconds I was listening to some kind of bodily fluid. And uh, as I was watching, I'm like, I just really almost can't finish watching this. Um, so so for, for, for that reason, it was, um, I mean, like Ren and Stimpy and Rocco had some stuff that was like grotesque, but it was in the vein of being silly. Uh this felt just like whoever was the sound effects person on this episode just went absolutely nuts with like <laughs> throwing in as much as they could. Yeah. So not All a right. big, not a big fan okay. of typhoid Zen. I, I do not remember that aspect of it, but yeah, maybe I'll revisit. <laughs> um, were there any other episodes you watched that you just want to mention? Um, you know what I, one episode that I watched that I was surprised didn't end up being my Ferguson was um, 100 Deeds for Eddie McDowd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a sick episode. Um, it was just like suddenly I was kind of enjoying it. Like I didn't oh love it, God. but it was like, it's so bad, maybe. <laughs> I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't even see that there was a uh, Eddie McDowd sick episode, but... Uh... Yeah. Kudos to you for watching it. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like kind of even Stevens-ish. Huh, the way okay. um, all the characters acted and stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, the other one I see here is uh, SpongeBob SquarePants Suds. Did you watch? Oh. Did you watch that? No. Okay. That was number. That was number nine on my list. Uh, where Sp- SpongeBob leaves the fridge open and he ends up freezing the entire house. Uh, overnight when he falls asleep and he comes down with what they call the suds and it's pretty much Patrick and Sandy trying to cure him um, and it's a you know it's pretty silly it's a I think it's a pretty early episode it's in the first season um, but it felt a lot like outside of the first four minutes a lot of uh, kind of nothingness I mean just Patrick being silly pretty much yeah. but um that was another one I watched. Anything else you watched? Um, I don't think there's any real notable things, but I did notice that there was a couple kablams with like just short segments. Yeah, um, I, s- I saw know, that. Like one part of it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did watch um, Murder He Wrote, which is a Hey Dude episode. <laughs> Because it mentioned yeah, yeah. it mentioned in the episode that Ted and Melody are sick, but I watched the episode and um, I mean their sick storyline is like a minute of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, the rest of the episode is kind of amusing, which is um, Mr. Ernst trying to put on a murder mystery to raise money for the ranch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm familiar with the episode. I almost it uh, 
stopped me from doing a murder mystery for my uh, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty good one, though. All right. Well, that's that's uh, that's all I have on the sick episodes, but a pretty good batch. I mean, considering we're looking at like 17-some episodes, 18-some episodes of... <laughs> Kids yeah. being sick on '90s Nickelodeon, they you know they did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, and this is one of those uh, one of those like tropes that is just really reminiscent of being a kid, I guess. Totally. To me. Yeah. You know. Yep. Just like uh, something about staying home sick is like a an important part of being a kid. Yeah. You know? This generation is going to have quite the memories of, <laughs> I stayed home for three months. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, all right. That wraps up our favorite sick episodes. Um, well, what are we doing next time? <laughs> um, I guess we're going to um, play it by year. Yeah. Uh, Assuming we, yeah. Uh, get through this <laughs> yeah we'll keep trying to get you guys episodes but uh you know we're just taking some time to kind of think about what it is we're doing and uh so we'll we'll keep doing this on the fly but we promise we'll have another episode for you uh in a week or so here um in the meantime if you want to get a hold of us we're on twitter at boc podcast we're on instagram orange couch podcast uh we are on spotify now so if you're on spotify go ahead and follow us or whatever people do on spotify are you on spotify yet um no i'm not yeah me neither <laughs> so, <laughs> someone so, someone sent us a message asking a question about how spotify works and i was like i i have no idea <laughs> maybe you guys can let us know um but uh, you can find us there now you can find us on Podbean, uh and you can find us on itunes leave us a review that really helps uh, other people find us um, and I think that wraps it up. You, 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 have, have you been feeling well? Yeah, I have. Okay, good. Um, venturing out little, but a little. But not encountering right. people, are you? Um, a little, but I'm trying to abide by the uh, guidelines. Yeah. Have you done takeout? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's yeah, it's a chore, but it's fine. <laughs> I haven't I haven't done takeout in um, over a month, and I think it has to be a record. Wow. Yeah, I'm struggling here. <laughs> What's your uh, sick, favorite sick meal? My favorite sick meal? <sighs> I don't know. What is my favorite sick meal? Um. Some form of pasta? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, my first thought was uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah, mac and Similar. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> if it's, yeah, that could really hit the spot. And I have been doing some mac and cheese. I mean, even though I'm not sick, it's like I'm eating, I'm eating ramen, mac and cheese, drinking tea. It's like my body's just preparing as if I was sick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well... Um, I hope, we hope you stay safe and healthy. Yep. And uh, we'll see you next time. She's on her way. She's taking a sick day soon. 